You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Before we get into our NFL show... I, the lady of the show, I have been MIA, you guys probably realized for the last few weeks, and that's because I was gathering some stuff together, making sure that I had a website, making sure I made my filings, getting stuff together because I officially announced today that I am running for district court judge. You guys know I'm the lawyer of the show and and just, you know always talking about taking my career to the next level and God has finally guided me with very clear tones um, that this is what he wants me to do. So I'm really excited, just wanted to share. If you're a listener and you are in Charlotte, North Carolina, please vote for me for district court judge in March, 2022 and put me on the bench. All right, let us jump right into the show. our NFL segment. And we're going to begin talking about um, DK Metcalf and Shannon Sharp. Apparently there was like some issue and, and I'm going to give Allen the floor to kind of flesh out um, that situation a little bit. Cause unfortunately I did not get to watch the game, but apparently there's like some beef and some Twitter back and forth going on between the two. So Allen, give our listeners the background um, of what happened, and then I'll pick it up from there. All right. So, as being a Steeler fan, first things first, shout out to the Steelers. Um, so, how this has gone about with DK, what happened in the game last night, it was approximately maybe less than, I want to say it's almost 20 seconds left. Geno Smith throws an out to DK Metcalf. Metcalf had the opportunity to go out of bounds. For some reason, he decided that he was going to stay in bounds. And eventually the defender punched out the ball, causing a fumble on the, in the field. Luckily, Swain of the Seahawks was conscious enough to hop on the ball, which causes a whole commotion. They had to get the ball, give it to the ref so he can spot it. And Basically, they left one second left, but there was a whole official review. Now, when it comes to Shannon Sharp, we all know Shannon likes to tweet during games and whatnot. Um, he tweeted, what was DK thinking? Why try to play hero ball in that situation? Well, you know, DK comes in this morning and tweets back, stop questioning me, little boy. And we know Sharp is not afraid to respond. Nothing to question. That was a dumb play. And your pride won't let you admit it. You can't question anything I've done. Pray your resume will be as complete as mine. Pray, enjoy the rest of your day. Now, DK comes and ends this little feud on Twitter with these Twitter fingers saying, from the looks of it, I can wipe my explicitive with yours. Continue to gossip, you wash up wannabe. Woo! Okay, Alan, thank you for that background. I mean, I'll shoot. What do you guys think about this beef? Was what Shannon saying have some validity? Is Shannon Sharp really a washed up wannabe? Um, 
you know, who's right, who's wrong, whose side are you taking? Oh, I feel like uh, Shannon's acting like Shaq, being a little bit too sensitive, because uh, DK put a put a uh, laughing emoji, laughing crying emoji at the end of the statement. I didn't think DK took it that serious. I thought it was a joke, uh, but then and but then um, Shannon uh, responded, and it's like you know I, I hate when guys always go point to their legacy. Like bro, like it was I think it was a joke, but you took it there. And now it turned personal because now you you went personal. So now he's coming back for you. So I feel like Shannon uh, took a little OD after the initial response. I don't think DK was uh, trying to be disrespectful, uh, but Shannon gets his little shack on. So um, this is a non-story that became a story. Uh, but ultimately, I, I, I think Shannon was ultimately in the wrong in this one on the follow-up, not the initial, but the follow-up. Okay. I'm going to agree. This is, this is hilarious because... I saw this uh, laughing emoji and I know I'm old, but laughing emoji usually means like, you know, you're playing with your, you're joking with the boys or your, your friends and so forth. And you just, you know, ha ha ha, you know, silly stuff and so forth. And then in, rea- in reality, it looked like Shannon Shaw pride. You know, I know as an old head, I don't want people responding to me a certain way. I want that respect. I want that, you know, that ah still. But these young kids don't care, man. They, it's a different generation. They just, they think they, everyone is equal. And so they will respond to you as they're equal. Ghana, the days when, you know, when I grew up, you know, we'd be in the corner in Brooklyn talking our junk and so forth. And we see someone else and we respect our elders in the sense that, you know, we, we give them a little ah and, and let them say they, you know, little, you know, corner response and we, we keep it moving. Right. We don't respond back to them. We let them say what they say because they, they're the old ones, the old heads. They've been there. They live life. Right. But this generation, no, you say a joke, they respond back to the joke. They don't have that awe. And obviously, Metcalf was trying to, you know, be funny with him in a sense. And, and I think um, Shannon's sharp feelings got hurt. And then he had to pull out his resume. And I'm surprised he didn't list his championship, his pro balls, and everything like that. But Decaf's like, yo, I don't really care about you, you know. So, gone are those days. Um, it's really a non-story. But guess what? It's gonna be on his show tomorrow and something to talk about because the NBA is just starting up. It's still a little slow. So, need something to talk about. That's what the media does. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. In reality, it was a bad joke going both ways. So here's my issue, and I think um, Evan kind of alluded to this. This is like the Shaq syndrome. I feel like you have these guys that are Hall of Famers in their respective sports, right? Just using Shaq as an example, you have Shannon Sharp, and it's almost as if what they say is gospel. Like, I said it, this is my opinion, and if there's any pushback or questioning even, from a current player, it always gets into this realm of, well, let me pull out my resume. Let me talk about how I'm the most dominant center in the game. And let me talk about, and so like, do you guys think this is like older guys in some instances just trying to remain relevant because they feel like their light bulb might be fading or do you think, these young guys should just, you know, revere the elders and just take it. Yeah. I Listen, I'm old. And y'all, y'all, I always tell you, I like, listen, I got to this age. I want to be revered. I want, I want all that stuff because I did it. It's a natural progression of life. 
But in reality, <laughs> what does it really mean? Long as you show respect. But I think as older people, we take it overboard, right? We take it over. And that's what Shaq is like, oh, yes, yo. Yo, we're all humans. We all use the bathroom, right? <laughs> so we all put one leg in, a, in our pants at a time. Most of us put sh- uh, shoes on. Hopefully, we all put lotion and deodorant on. So we're human. We can't take ourselves so seriously. But us old heads, me included, I'm confessing my sins. I do it. I want the young kids in the church to be like, oh, it's, it's Phil. Oh. And I sit down, tell them a story, how I walk 30 miles to school. And they're just like, oh, wow. And we had Nintendo. And then we had to wait in line. Yeah, I want that story because that's the stories we, we had been shared. So, yes, the old heads, as myself, I think 40 and over consider old heads. Yes, we over-exaggerate stuff and, and we take it to, we, we're offended. So, yes, Dion, we are. And every single one, yeah, all know. All right, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think for, for Shannon's, for, I feel like for certain old heads, I don't think it is for Shannon because Shannon is on TV every day. Mm-hmm. And there's always there's always something that he's going to say that just kind of just stands out to everyone that everyone's just going to laugh at on social media, especially when it comes to Twitter. Like at Shannon's age, Shannon understands Twitter, but I think there are certain moments to where he he's just OD. Because it's just time to where it's just like. Example, like. Someone said that uh, T.J. Watt uh, is like a defensive player of the year. Or someone mentioned Trayvon Diggs, and then here comes Shannon. Well, Trayvon Diggs and T.J. Watt aren't better than Aaron Donald. It's like, bro, relax. Like, no one's – no one – relax, dog. Like, it's not that deep. Twitter is just full of ignorance, jokes, and sports. That's it, dude. Like, anything – and people trying to be woke. That's really it. There's There's – those are the only things Twitter is for. Twitter is just for pure entertainment. But I just feel like at times that Shannon can sometimes just take it overboard. Me personally, I'm not about to be going back and forth with someone who dyed their hair trying to look like Sonic the Hedgehog because I'm trying to figure out when did DK dyed his hair blue. I'd say there's no way I'm doing that. You can have that, bro. I mean, you, you're playing well so far within your career. We can just leave it at that. Like, honestly, who cares? But the mistake that you made was still true because it almost cost you the game. Yeah. Although y'all ultimately lost, it almost didn't go to OT because it was a foolish mistake. True. So something that was said that I think, you know, just kind of stems off of this particular topic there was a conversation about, I guess Shannon made a statement that like, you know, his career or his resume is ultimately better or, you know, better than what DK can put up. Do we believe that knowing what we know as far as talent of DK Metcalf, do we think ultimately he will have the better career um, at the end of it all than Shannon? Since Shannon wants to bring that up, what do we think? So ultimately, I think that one, I think it's hard to evaluate careers based on errors, right? Because, you know, DK may get more yards and more stuff like this, but Shannon grew up in, it came into a running back dominated league and DK's growing up in a pass oriented league. So, I mean, 
is it possible for DK Metcalf's stats to surpass Shannon Sharp? Sure, certainly it is. But in terms of impact, I think Shannon Sharp legacy-wise probably will be uh, better. I mean, they have similar similar builds. I mean, DK's probably, I think, 6'4", but both were physical specimens. Uh, Shannon, you know, was a special, special, special player. Uh, and, and I think if, Shannon was a tight end, wasn't he? He was yeah. a wide he was a tight end, so it's even even harder to compare uh, how they're what they'll bring to the table. Um, if DK came up in Shannon's era, he would be a tight end. Um, both had elite speed. Both were you know physically just dominant. Um, so even if he has better stats, I still think Shannon, the knob will go to Shannon Sharp for legacy. That's fair. I'm gonna what, say. What it's, do you guys think? I'm gonna say it's gonna be Shannon because Shannon will be considered one of the top, has been considered one of the top tight ends in the history of football. I don't think DK is gonna be there. He has quite a list of climb, but he's not even the number one receiver on his own team. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know what? Time will tell. But. Metcalf, Matt, DK Metcalf has to win at least two Super Bowls to be in the conversation. So until then, and we all agree, we do not believe Seattle is going to get a Super Bowl anytime soon. <laughs> we all could agree on, on that. Miracles does happen. It happened to the Giants twice. But <laughs> we don't know if it's going to happen to Seattle. That after that, um, that debacle of not running the ball and decide to throw it, it's been downhill since, so yeah. So make Metcalf just enjoy being a you know hefty Smurf, you know respect you and your your game, your elite. But certain certain things you just let it be, man. Just stay focused, do what you do, and um, you know we enjoy watching you on the field. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll just sum this segment up by saying, what is it about Seattle making bad decisions? in closing moments of games. I need them to stop, stop. Like whatever the thinking is, come on. Like we shouldn't even be having this conversation about a potential bad play that could have cost them the game. Like this is ridiculous at this point. And I don't think they will ever win a championship again to be honest, so whatever. Um, let us transition forward. So you guys know myself and Phil, we are the biggest Giants fans, even though they suck and they have sucked for like seasons and seasons. And I don't know why I still root for them. But anyway, because we're Giants fans, we absolutely hate the Dallas Cowboys. Evan is a Eagles fan, but I don't know if he hates the Cowboys as much as we do, but he probably should. But we can't deny this year how dominant the Cowboys look. Dak is out there looking like, um, you know, baby Brady. I mean, I don't know what we call him. And so I want to answer, guys, should we really stop and, and give the Cowboys, take a serious look at the Cowboys? Are they real legit contenders to not only make the playoffs, but maybe, just maybe, go to the Super Bowl this year. No way, Jose. Oh, not today. Never, never going to see the Super Bowl. 
And I did get that from um, Spraga Benz. But yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Listen, listen, let me tell you a story. I remember walking down the street in Brooklyn, true story, minding my business, right? And this girl pulled me aside and said, I'm her boyfriend. And she, we passed by a jewelry shop and she said, you're going to buy me this ring one day. Right? Guess what happened? That never bought her a ring. That was in her mind, her imagination, because she thought she pulled me. I was a broke kid in Brooklyn. Why are you pulling me to be your boyfriend to buy you a ring? And that's what the Cowboys fans are. They see a couple of victories, and they think it's going to happen. No way. Y'all barely won against New England. Barely won. Just barely won. Missed assignment, a couple of things. Luck snapped your way. No. The last time they won was 1995. 26 years ago, I was a senior in high school, VHS, on the Phil, end of the road. Huh? <laughs> so, Phil, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> end of the road. You know, Michael Jackson, I think Thriller came out. That was 890. Yeah, Thriller came out. All, I remember. They're not winning. They're accident waiting to happen and will happen. So, Yes, we could get hype. It's only week, what, week six? They're four and one, five and one. Yeah. Ooh, but guess what happened? When that time comes playoff, they're one and done. So, yes, congratulations. You pull it off. I was getting ready to celebrate. Put those cowgirls on, 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 on Facebook, Instagram. And I was getting ready to celebrate their loss because everyone lost in our division. But no, those stinking cowboys pull it off. I'll give them that. They're not going to the Super Bowl. They're going to probably win one playoff game, depends on who they play. And the only thing they guarantee is to win the NFC East. That's it. What right yeah. out. Oh, I was going to say, Phil, you said a mouthful. Um, <laughs> we hate I, had, I had something to say about the Giants because NBC for New York happened to be on my TV last night, and they was talking about uh, it's, it's a terrible time to be a Giants fan or something, something like that. Um, but back to the Cowboys looking at their schedule. I mean, I think, I think it is time to start taking them serious. Um, the only, the only difference from, from this year, from last year is that their defense always spotted, (laughs) spotted them games and they had to come back. Their defense is at least like a little, I won't say it's above average, but it's it's about average, about the higher average part of the defensive side of the ball. The in the offense, as long as which I don't expect, I don't expect them to have Dak throw the ball almost 50 times a game. As long as they're not doing that, and then they can still feed. Pollard and Zeke, I think we should start taking them serious because looking at their next few games, the only real competition that I see is the Chiefs, even as bad as their defense is, the Cardinals, and I mean, I don't know which Vikings they'll get after the bye week, so I really can't tell you. But outside of that, like, everything else looks like it could be cake. So I do think that if they don't fall for these potential trap games that are coming up and can just stay focused and remain consistent, 
throughout this stretch, I think that they'll actually be fine moving forward. Now, I do think once, let's say, of course, they're at this point, you were going to say they're going to win the NFC East. We can say when it comes to these playoff moments, it's going to be hard. But I don't think it's going to be the point to where it's like they just don't show up. Because I feel like they showed up in at least every game that they have been in this season. And those close games actually prepare you for future moments. So I do think we need to start taking them a little bit seriously. Now, am I saying they're going to win a Super Bowl? No, I'm not going to say that. But I will say that it's not just going to be a team that you should just immediately wipe off the wall when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. So... Yeah, I hate, I hate the Cowboys, but I mean, I think they're um, a serious threat. I, I still think their one loss came to the team that's going to be hard to beat, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, but it was a close game. Uh, but I think ultimately they're going to fall short. Um, they have some major falls on defense. I don't know if you can um, trust. I don't know if you can trust them in the postseason um they've only won one postseason game in dax um four years four years five years five years in the league five years in the league um 10 years two playoff games 10 15 years i'm saying i'm saying with dak as a quarterback Uh with dak as a quarterback um it's just gonna be tough i mean i think they and NFC is is a tough, is a tough division to come out come out of. You got you got Tampa, you have um, the Rams. I think it's between Tampa and the Rams right now, honestly. Um, and the Cowboys are 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 dominant, but I mean, who all have the Cowboys played? Tampa, Philadelphia is not good. Mm-hmm. Carolina, as we're seeing, started hot, but they weren't really that good. Uh, who who else they play? What's on this game? Um, they played the Chargers um, in a close one. Um, but then, like when you look at the rest of the schedule, like they play the Vikings, the Broncos, the Falcons, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Saints, the Washington Football Team. They still got to play twice. The Giants. They play the Cardinals and end with playing the Eagles. Yeah. So I'm like, at this point. Their strength of schedule really isn't that great. So if we want to talk about that, you know what? I'm about to be biased. The way, the same way that they came to us about how our strength of schedule last year about being 11 and 0, are we going to say the same thing about the Cowboys? You're muted, Phil, before you say anything. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't hear all the comments. I was saying, yep, they have a based upon their team how they playing. They're going to be probably. 15 and 2 or 14 and 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 3 and yeah everyone's going to be fooled. And look, they that's haven't that's, played what, that's what it looks like they're going to be. I'm like I don't right. really they're only to me it looks like they're only going to lose maybe like I'll just give them one because there's always that one expected loss that you should have won. So I'm really right. thinking they're probably going to end up going like 14, not 14, 13 and 4. Just looking at the schedule potentially. That's what they're that's what they're looking like right now. And 10, 10 wins takes our division. Actually, seven wins. Take our division. I was going to say, they don't even need all them wins at this rate. 
But I agree. Who 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 they playing to really test? The Cardinals is gonna be a test. Like you said, the Chiefs is gonna be a test. Wait, who else? Who else? It depends on which, like I said, it depends on which Vikings team you're going to get because Kirk Cousins can look great like one week, but the next week, who is he? He gave me 11 points in fantasy last week and then dropped 30 <laughs> yesterday. So you really don't know who you're going to get. Yeah. How dare I forget the Cardinals? Cardinals are, are uh, a team to be reckoned with in the NFC. So, I mean, you look at those three teams and Dallas is up there. I mean, Dallas should be, you know, Dallas should be in the final four. But the problem is, is, Don, is Dallas going to get a first-round buy? I don't think so. No. Final four? Yeah, by, by default. That's wild. I mean, I, they, should, they, they should win their first round. It's going to be in Jerry's world. They should win the first-round game. I agree. Uh, probably playing, you know, a team like, well, Seahawks aren't – I would say Seahawks, but they're not, they're not looking great right now. But No. Nah. If they have to play a bad man Aaron Rodgers, he's going to decimate them. I agree. <laughs> And NFC is tough. NFC is tough this year. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I wish they played the Rams. Oh, now they get so, the Bears, then you know, well, whatever. <laughs> so here's my thing about the Cowboys. I, you know, I hate them, and I want to say, who cares? Like they're not doing anything. They're they're a pretty good team, but I need to see the Cowboys in midseason. They are known for having really strong starts and then towards the middle just start falling apart. I need to see what this team looks like in a couple of weeks. I'm not giving them any accolades as of today. They're playing good football. As was mentioned, that they don't have the toughest competition, right? So we can't negate that. And um, I don't know. I feel like it's too early for me to trust them. Like, we we know what they do. Yeah, they'll probably win the NFC East, but anybody can win the NFC East. That's not a real accomplishment. So we'll see. We shall see. I mean, it's the Cowboys. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and stroke any of their fans' egos. Um, it is what it is. So let's talk about Lamar Jackson. You guys know this is always an argument. Well, it used to always be an argument with Phil about whether or not um, Lamar is a running back, whether he's a quarterback. Um, you know, we, everyone else at that Phil always argued that you cannot strip away this man's talent. He is a dynamic quarterback that can do it in two ways with his arm and with his legs. Now we're seeing this like complete, full, undeniable package of Lamar. And so do you think based on what we're seeing with the Ravens right now, they are playing some good football. Do you think that he can, um, based on the activity of play, Will they be real contenders this year? The last two playoffs, we saw what they look like. We saw what they did. They bowed out early. So do you think they can really be contenders this season? Oh, I mean, I think I think I think what they've demonstrated. I mean, look how how bad they be the Chargers. Well, they demonstrated it. The Baltimore Ravens are, are for real this year. Um and Lamar Jackson, um, 
is performing up to up up to par. He's delivering the ball with accuracy, power. He's not uh, resorting to just be you know primarily running. He is standing tall in the pocket, and that ball is just flying out of his hand on a rope. Um, so he's looking. He's returning to form for MVP year, and I think the lessons learned by getting slumped that first time in the playoffs, and then you know having that miraculous comeback uh, in the no, not come back that when they beat down on the Steelers uh, and then play the Bills. I mean, um, I think that the Ravens are a legitimate threat. Um, and the problem is the Chiefs uh, are going to need either the Bills or or the Ravens to at least hit a skid, midseason skid, lose two games because the Chiefs are behind the eight ball. Um, now, Money Mahomes, you know, can do miracles, but he's not looking himself this year. He's, uh, as Kelvin said, he has, he seems like he has Andy Reese give him too much freedom. Um, and so there, there's going to be some work that needs to be done in order to deliver, uh, for the chiefs. So I think the Ravens are a legitimate, um, AFC, uh, threat, to, a threat to come out the AFC and contend for a Super Bowl. So I'm going to say this. Lamar Jackson, thank you for listening to me. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. There we go, man. Here thank we you go. for taking the advice of an elder statesman. Oh, and I appreciate it. Once again, my biggest gripe with you was that I know you've been taking hits. You're a big, strong guy. I wanted to see you play well into your 30s. Like, I want you to have a career as, as long as, as Tom Brady or, or, or Aaron Rodgers. But I felt that the way NFL was heading, and I know you can't hit a quarterback, but still, when you're free, we would have been robbed like we robbed from Michael Vick, right? We was robbed from Michael Vick, got injured and got in trouble. But, you know, we didn't want that to happen to you. You are a now-NFL quarterback. You're throwing the ball. You're not waving off with wide receivers. You're actually throwing to them. You're staying in the pocket. You're moving when you need to. You, 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 you're not rushing more than you're throwing. You know, you're not averaging... 150 yards passing and and 100 yards rushing you know you you have nice balance so thank you for taking my advice because of that oh, i believe gosh. you'll be in the conference champion this year i believe you could go to the super bowl i believe you have more of a chance than those stinking cowboys so because you have taken my advice yes you're not only a legitimate threat you are a super bowl contender and that's not because of your way of game. You have that style. You have changed. You have listened to me. You became more of a passer than a runner. And you're a true dual threat. So congratulations. And I'm rooting for you. Thank you for listening to me. Yeah. Oh, you became a real quarterback. And he's already had MVP. So what was he before? But, like, literally, like, we can't forget that he won MVP as quarterback for the Ravens. Like, what in the world? Stop I gave it. him credit. I said one, number one under 25. Yes, he won MVP. But was MVP is great, but guess what? Were they winning games? When he won the MVP, they got didn't they get Exodus first round? Right? They he was Exodus first round. They got to the they got they got out of Egypt all right really quick. So now he's a legit threat, dual role. Winning is everything. Individual awards, individual awards are great for the pockets, but not good for legacy. Mm. Phil, I got it. 
I don't even want you to answer the question, but I just want you to think <laughs> about this. What is a real dual threat? That's my first question. Number two, where are you getting this idea that he's taking a lot of hits? You always keep saying this. Don't answer the question. I don't want you to answer the question. You're acting like he's getting hit like Russell Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Because you always bring that up, and I just don't understand where, like, you don't have no numbers to back this thing up. You're not Mina Kimes. You don't got none of that stuff. So I just want you to just think about that. Eye test. Eye test. What man, man, no. You watch the afraid that I have the answers oh to. But you know what? I respect your request. So I'm not going to answer my, those questions with Please. numbers. You already did. You didn't, re- you didn't no, respect no, it. You worry. just answered it. But anyways, <laughs> I was having a conversation with my cousin today. And I said, you know what? Actually, I feel like he's playing better now than he was his MVP year. And... I really believe, and you hate when players get injured, when all of those running backs got injured before the season started, I feel like this this challenge that Lamar Jackson has to take on has pushed him to the level to what he is right now. And I don't know if those running backs were still, if they're still healthy, that we will still get the same Lamar Jackson that we're having right now. Because, for one, there's there's been a number of times to where the Ravens have fallen behind in games, and he's had to do more in order for them to get back into the game. You can go to the Chiefs game. You can go last week to the Colts game. You can also go to some of the opportunities when they had to play against the Detroit Lions. And so I feel like we're at a point to where Lamar is understanding not just winning, but just how to win. Because it's just one thing just to win games. I think he's really just taking on the ability to understand, okay, I have to do more. I can't just be always running the ball at times or whatever. But now that 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 corner backfield is injured, he has to be able to throw the ball. We've seen him throw the ball before, but I just feel like now he's just really been put in a position based on the injuries in the backfield, he's he's just evolved into this player that he is now. So I do think that we should take him serious, along with the Baltimore Ravens. All I have to say is that he's been hit. Uh, one. It takes one hit. One hit. All right, just one hit. That's all I have Phil, to say. Phil. That, that one hit could come Stop. to anybody. That one That's hit could come to Tom Brady. I agree. And the Giants gave him a lick, but one hit. That's it. But, but Phil, but you can't say dig- he takes one hit, but then say he's taking too many hits. You, right. you can't he takes 44 that. hits. <laughs> that's one hit is too many hit. 44 hits for a quarterback. That's one hit is too many dude, hits. Dude, did you see Mac Jones get clobbered against the Cowboys yesterday? Blind sider coming off the right side clean. And he he got he pretty much got clotheslined and lost the football. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? And hey, guess what? One and hit. Guess what? He wasn't how running. How long? How long does a, a running quarterback last in the NFL? Average, not that long. I mean, Name one look, running quarterback. Phil, tell, Phil, tell us the average. Tell us the average. Average. Listen. Tell us the average, Phil. You want to know the average? Please. Hold on. He don't got any numbers. He don't got any numbers to back it up. Listen. Cam's been in the numbers. league for ten years. He's been in the league for ten years. Like, are you serious? Russell Wilson is about to come on ten years, and he still runs with the ball. Is he winning? 
No, they're not winning. They're not winning Super Bowls. It's not and even, about winning, the longest... not even about winning Super Bowls. We're just talking about, you said, how long has he been in the league? Right. All it takes is one hit. Yeah, take one hit. And what happened, Wilson? He was trying to leave, right? He was giving hints. Yo, you don't fix that line. I'm out. I want to be out. And what did they do? They did some adjustments to fix that line. That's well, what I'm saying. Right, but, You're but acting I, like they're only in the league for like four years and then they're gone. When the average year in the league is like barely like five years. Three, three years. Phil, is Aaron Rodgers a, 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 a running quarterback? No. He's more of a pocket pantser that could run. Do you do you would say why you're so rude? Dion, finish your thought. Why you're so rude? Let Dion finish her thought. No, no, no. I mean, no, you guys, this is interesting conversation. No, because because do you consider Josh Allen a running quarterback? Because he was running all over the cheese last week. He was. He's running for his life. That's why. Running for his life, really? No, he wasn't. Blasphemy, man. I'm not getting caught up. Did did you watch that game? Listen, that last week, you talking about this weekend that's just passed or last weekend? Last, last weekend, because the Bills are playing right now. <laughs> Listen, he is a running. He is a dual. He he he's a throwing quarterback that could run. That's what I'm saying. His primary. He's not leading in rushing. He's not leading in. So in, what you call? So the if, oh, go ahead, Dion. So the issue is him leading in rushing. Yes, like, like that's the line of demarcation. Come on. Yes, man. that makes him a running quarterback. He can't lead the team in rushing. That's not his job. Well, where's, where's his running well, backs? Aren't his running backs hurt? Aren't his running backs hurt? That has changed now. He's way better. He's doing what he needs to do, and he has. But guess what? When you run, better. when you run, when you run zone reads, guess what? That's 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 likely to happen. A lot, yeah. That and what what currently happens, and you don't last that long. You become a well. Tebow can throw the ball, but um, what about Mike Vick? Yeah, how long he lasts? He lasted. He lasted at least double digits. If I recall no, correctly, it, well, in and out, in and out, in and out. Actually, starting quarterback, he he was a backup. He was on after you know he was um forgiven, and I'm not going to talk about that. But as his career in football, he even neglected to say that he didn't read the playbook. But overall, he became more. He when he was in we Philadelphia, when he was in Philadelphia, what uh, Evans? What type of quarterback he was in Philadelphia? He was a dual threat quarterback. Exactly. Primary doing what? He was not running. He was primarily throwing that ball. And he wasn't he doing research. well either. He was throwing that ball. He was flinging that ball like crazy. He wasn't running that much. When Mike Vick ran, we won. When he was, when he said, "Hey, I'm about to pass the ball all the time," we were like, "Oh my goodness, stop, Mike! Mike, please run, Mike, run!" <laughs> Come on, man! Don't make me call you Pinocchio. He was flinging the ball. I saw him fling the ball. He had one good year. He had one good year. It's like Carson Wentz. He had one good year. Yeah, after that, that one, one good, good year, year, he stopped throwing picks. What? Because he got hit so much. That's what was the hell, issue. He was getting hit so much. The needle, to... Huh? You can't keep moving the needle. I didn't move no needle, dear. Oh, <laughs> I'm not on trial right here. You ask me a question, I responded. You're acting like a wife after you try. You think you've done some good as a husband, and it's because they put some. <laughs> That's not fair. We had this conversation. Each... <laughs> I'm not moving the needle. You ask me a question, I'm giving a response, and the response is this. Running quarterback don't naturally long, last long in the NFL. They all they are always exception to the rules, but generally they don't. Lamar Jackson is such a talent. I want to see him play years to come, and for him to do that, he has to be primarily a a pocket passer. 
Not saying he can't be successful the other way, but if he does the, the other way, running is short his career. For my selfish reason, I believe I would like to see him have a long career. I guess he's good for the NFL. Well, he slides, and get, he slides and gets out of bounds and he doesn't take the hits that you assume that he takes. If he does, he just happens to be in the pocket. That's that. Yeah, he, he's very elusive, Phil. Like you, I you agree have with to that. Watch the games. I, I watch the games and I'm seeing him passing that ball, not waving off the receivers. He just, and he he's also running it. Like he's, uh, that's the point. He can do both. He's doing both. A less of one thing, more of the other, and that's why he's successful this year. Am I wrong or right? I don't, listen. I'm really wrong. So you, oh were, god, you were wrong with the game pick last week. Let's go ahead. Well, who did I pick? <laughs> who did I pick? The, you were the only one that picked the Browns. I picked the Browns. You I don't recall. You said it was a trap game. It, oh man, listen. Yeah, I did. I recall. I recall. So that's what number two crucify me two times. I'm wrong. Two times, audience, let me know. Fans, hit me on my Instagram, DM me, tell me how many times I've been wrong and how many times oh, everybody gosh. else has been wrong. Every single fans, how, how many shows we had, Alan? That's the amount of times. Like, uh, 136? What you they said, have. You're still wrong on that prediction about uh, <laughs> who was it? Who was it getting that job? You was talking about. What are you talking about? We, let's forget the but, but the past. Let's move forward. Deion, control your, Deion, please okay. control your, control your show, the show, please. You let these guys well, go all over the place. Well, talking about the game of the week and, you know, acknowledging you got that wrong last week. <laughs> let's make our predictions for this week. Who are you guys taking? And funny enough, we're talking about the star of Lamar Jackson. Who are you guys taking between the Ravens and the Bengals? I'm going to just say the Ravens. I mean, they are playing just phenomenal, phenomenal football, and they're so resilient. Even when they are losing, they, they're still finding ways to win, you know, um, later in the game. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm going to ride with Lamar on this one. I don't know who's going to win this game. <laughs> I really don't. It's a, it's a division game, too. It's going to be a close game. Um. The matchup that I'm looking at the most, Joe Mixon is what? He's the fourth leading rusher in the league right now. The Ravens are in like the top five. They might be fourth in rushing defense. And man, this is going to be hard. The Bengals just came off a good win against Detroit. They battled tough against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers the week prior. I think this game is in Baltimore. So I'm going to give the edge to Baltimore by three. By three. This is a no-brainer. Very easy. Easy pick. It is a trap game because the Bengals. It's not a trap under, game. Under God, under dog, and 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 Baltimore just came up from an excited win over the Chargers. Was it the Chargers? Who they spanked this week? This it was um, the Chargers. They spanked the Chargers, so their chest might be a little puffed up, and the Bengals know they need this win to to even climb even closer to to regain that lead. There'll be a game back, so I'm gonna say Baltimore. 
this is easy. Baltimore is going to take it because this is the divisional game, which makes it not as easy as you think it's going to be because divisional games are usually ones that you know each other, how you're going to play. But I think Baltimore have enough um, courage, enough um, experience in, within the last six games to have the confidence to take care of business. I wouldn't be shocked if um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals do hit them because this is a, um, a divisional game. For instance, the Cowboys versus the a healthy uh, Giants team. The Giants could could win one of those divisional games. Could happen. So any divisional game, anything can happen. But I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. Phil, what's your definition of a trap game? Why are you asking me question for? I, because, you interviewing man, me? You be seeing the wrong stuff, and it doesn't make sense. You're acting like. It's a trap. It will be a Listen, trap game if the Ravens were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, if they were playing the Detroit Lions, teams that don't matter, teams that you're definitely supposed to beat. So they're not supposed to beat the Bengals based upon other. If they we're lost saying to, that the Baltimore to the Ravens last year, yeah, but uh, if we're saying that the uh, Ravens are Super Bowl contenders, do you put the Bengals in the same level? It was a four and two. The, the Ravens are five and one. That's correct, that's, but, but that's you still you, you got to you, you got to see you, where these teams match up at Phil. But do you just believe everything is a trap game? They, I'm saying they any team. This is the equivalent of, of, of Phil saying this is going to be a gentleman sweep. <laughs> basically, basically. No, you see, here's the thing. To me, that if you, I expect them to beat them based upon. I don't think the Bengals are uh, are, are going to the playoff this year. They may, but I don't think so. I think they're another year. Where they get that traction and build and, and move forward, right? Right now, why why is define this as a trap game? Overconfidence by the Ravens, thinking they're gonna take care of this team and look past the following week. That's what I consider a trap game. Well, I think the only thing is, and I think this is what Alan is saying. Divisional games are never like look, you never look beyond the divisional games. Divisional games can go all different kinds of ways. All the right. time, divisional teams will upset you. Uh because it's just a divisional game. It doesn't matter if you're going to Super Bowl the year and they are the worst team in the division. Somehow or another, they find a way to make that game closer than it should be. So um, I'm actually going with the Ravens because the game is in Baltimore. Um, I think their experience is going to trump the Bengals' inexperience. And I think it's going to be a physical, knock them out, drag them out, good old-fashioned AFC North football game. So like everything I said. <laughs> but it's not a trap game. It's a trap game. Or a gentleman's sweep. Or whatever other kind of <laughs> description. <laughs> oh Man, my when I drop knowledge, is it's just taken for granted. Like I said, this is a gentleman's sweep. This is oh. a trap game. Oh. Baltimore <laughs> is supposed to take care of business with them. Nobody thinks the uh, Bengals is going to um, take the division or nor go to the Super Bowl. Nobody thinks that way, but it's just me. It's just me. Phil got a gentleman's sweep for the previous episode. If you missed uh, the ending of that as well, just to let y'all know. Oh gosh, gentleman's sweep. Phil, can we, can we, one thing, I know we on an NFL episode, but I'll end with this. Can we get through the NBA season without hearing gentleman's sweep a hundred times? Can you make that promise to our listeners? Or give it to you 122 times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here we go, y'all. And on that note, <laughs> until next time.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. Thank you.